Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Eric L. Donovan here with you again with another Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builders Spotlight podcast. But today, today is special. And I know that I kind of mentioned that and I say that in other episodes, but today is really, really special because joining me today is Drew Brown, who is with Prepare International and he is their international training consultant. But I've known Drew for going on about 10 years now. And the other thing that you need to know about Drew is he is a kingdom coaching consultant and his entire understanding and his perspective on the kingdom is going to change you. And I know that for a fact because it changed me. Drew is actually my spiritual father, which is why this is so special. He has helped really just shape my viewpoint. If you want to know why I am all about redefining success from a kingdom perspective, it goes back to a lot of the roots of things that Drew and I have spent years talking about and unpacking. And so I could not be more excited for you to get to spend a little bit of time with him today as well. So Drew, thank you so much for being willing to join us today. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess, Eric, this is just uh, allowing everybody else to come into one of our talks, right? <laughs> it is. It is. So let's start there. Um, welcome. We're in my backyard. It's a, it's a Friday afternoon barbecue. I've invited all my friends, my listeners here. Why don't you introduce yourself to them? Well, my name is Drew Brown and, um, I've been, I've been a believer in Jesus since I was little, but I discovered something that absolutely blew me away when I was about 32 years old. And it was, it was when I discovered the kingdom of God mm. and it was like getting converted all over again. It was amazing. Yep. I, I have, I have a wife uh, of about 37 years and four kids that are all adults now. And I have three grandkids. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling off the generational thing now and that it's, it's awesome. But I, I've been I've been a pastor, I've been a businessman, and I've been uh, and now I'm a a trainer and consultant full time. So let's talk a little bit about what happened. Uh, you can tell other stories too, but I mean, saying that you were a believer from a young age, but would you say thirty two years old, thirty three? Mm -hmm. So what happened there? I mean, because I at least for me, when you started unpacking for all this, you want to talk about redefining success. That was it. That was the redefinition. And if there's an earlier journey that shapes part of that, but tell us that story. Well, it, it really begins with, it was, it was a long process. And, uh, and some of it, um, I would probably need a couple of hours to, to unpack really what really got us going. But I, I wound up about age 32. So I wound up under the teaching of a man named Ben Fike. 
and he began to talk about the kingdom of God in a way that I'd never heard before. I grew up, I grew up in a, in a, a pretty uh, conservative uh, church environment. And we talked about the kingdom of God, but only in two ways. One, either the kingdom of God was heaven when you go there, mm-hmm. or the kingdom of God was referred to as the church and we are the kingdom. Right. And, um, and he came in and said, the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus over everything. And if he really rules and reigns over everything and he wants his kingdom to come here on earth, what would that be like? And he started talking in those terms and, and, and it was starting to make me ping. And first I got very offended. Like he's, he's going way against the grain. That doesn't fit any traditional concept there. But the more I listened to him, the more we went through scriptures, you know, that just like you said, you did that the light started going off. I started, I started overloading in my brain, in my heart and, and I got introduced to this idea that there is a reality that's superior to physical reality that's called the kingdom of God, and Jesus is the king of it. And, uh, and from there, it was, just, it was just incredible. One, one, of the, one of the really key shifts for me is after, after about a year or so of, of teaching and me saying, God, I've got to find my way into that, I was just starting, uh, it was really my second business at that time. It was a consulting boutique that I was I was doing in Abilene, Texas, and and I had my own um, my own training center, uh, computer training lab, and other things that I had my own facilities with that. And so, in, in the midst of all of that, um, I wound up deciding to sell my business and made some horrible business decisions, mm-hmm. really bad. I mean, right in the midst of God, use me, you know, God take me. I want everything to be kingdom. My business is going to be for you all of that's going on. And, and I just started making bad decision after bad decision regarding to, uh, and to what to do with my business. I wound up selling it, wind up being totally in debt, wind up going bankrupt, wind up. And I had this year, this year, I call it the, the, the year of, of surviving miracles. And not because I survived the miracles, but because it took miracles in order for me to survive. <laughs> And, and literally once a month or until I was not making enough to pay my rent every month, but I, but every month there would be some incredible miracle that would happen that would help me take care of my family, stay in the home that we were in, pay for utilities and food. You know, it was just, it was just a miracle things, things like I would get a check in the mail from, from somebody, you know, the check has the person's name on it. Right. It was a personal check and it had a person's name on it. I have no idea who that person was really? and it would be for a few thousand dollars. And, uh, yeah. And, and it just, and a little note and says, God, God wants us to bless you. And it was from Oklahoma. I mean, it's from another state. And, and what one, one day evening, uh, we were at some special meeting at our church and this man who owns a, a, a workout, uh, fitness center, Mm-hmm. walked up to me and said, the Lord told me to give you this. He handed me a check with several hundred dollars. And I mean, just every month, these kinds of things would happen. Uh, and, and I finally figured out, I mean, I was really, really knuckleheaded and hardheaded through all of that and, and complaining. I was seriously complainer to God during that, that season. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where I gave my life to you and I wanted this to be all about you and look what you're doing. And this is horrible <laughs> for your reputation. And it's definitely <laughs> horrible for my reputation. And I mean, that was my whole attitude during that. And it took, it took a full year and the Lord finally got me, he just grabbed me. 
because I was I was in my bedroom, I was snot pouring down and I was facing bankruptcy. And I was like, Lord, this is this is not a good witness. And this is not this is not how it should be. And I stepped out and I took risk for you. And it's all this is I can't even get a job. I've got 200 resumes out across the world and nobody's responding. And blah. I mean, just I was just going after it with God. Yeah. And it was one of the few times I, I actually heard him a voice reply to me. It doesn't happen to me very often, but I heard, I heard him say, um, excuse me, Drew, but uh, I can handle my reputation just fine. Mm. And, I, and I'm really not that concerned about yours. Wow. And, and he, and then there was this pause and I was, I mean, I was, I was, I mean, it's like all, the snot just dried up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, I was just so shocked. And then after this pause, I heard him say, what I want to know is, do you know who your source is? Mm. Mm. And that was, that was a, a pivotal, it was like this little chunk that happened in my, in my brain. And, and once I got a hold of that, it still took a little while, I mean, it didn't sink in fully yet. It was a little while longer of, of still a little survival mode, but, but it, it happened Actually, at, at uh, Thanksgiving, the Lord did another miracle. We had we were supposed to have our extended family come and spend Thanksgiving with us, and we had nothing. We didn't we didn't have money to to buy food for the Thanksgiving feast that we're supposed to have. And the Lord did another miracle. I mean, literally, there was a, a dressed out turkey ready to cook that was put on our porch. Huge turkey, really? uh, with a with an envelope strapped to it with several hundred dollars in it that we could buy the full feast and everything for a family. I have no, I still have no idea where that Turkey came from. Wow. And uh, with that money, but we were able to feed our whole family and everything. It was, it was the first time after miracle, 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 miracle all year long that my wife and I looked at each other and said, why is it every time we do God does a miracle, we get on our knees and we say, thank you. And when we stand up again, we're afraid that he's not going to provide for us the next month. Mm. And then, and then that it was that November that we said, we've got, this has got to stop. And so we, that we got down, we got our kids together in our living room and we got on our knees together and we said, God, again, thank you. Miracle after miracle during this, this season, this dry season, it's like you've hidden us from everyone. They can't, we cannot be seen. We cannot make money. We cannot do anything, but you keep providing miraculously, but it's today that we repent that, that every time you do a miracle where you're still afraid, we're still afraid that you won't provide next time. And we repent of that today. Mm. And, and for the first time when we stood up from prayer, we were not only not afraid of next month, we were excited to see what he was going to do. Wow. And it was, it was literally that that broke the drought. He came through. I had a job in two weeks, making plenty of money. And, uh, it was, and it turned everything around. I mean, that was, I, I figured out who my source is mm. Mm. and that, that was my, that was my step, Eric. That was my like step, jump, leap off, leap off the cliff into the kingdom of God right there. <laughs> That's a leap. How old were your kids? Uh, I think the oldest was 11, maybe okay. 10. Yeah. The youngest was. Uh, I'm, let's see, she would have been, let's see, she was born in 96, so four. Wow. This is, this is wow. year 2000. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a testimony. So who did Don get the Don got the kingdom about the same time you did or did like yeah. this lesson? Okay. Yeah, I forced her in. <laughs> and, I, and I say that, but I had to process everything with her. I mean, I'm like, what about this? Is this real? Or can we do this? And, 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 and I mean, just, I'm, uh, I apologize for all you guys, if this gets too personal, but it's really kind of that same time frame that my wife and I dealt with me, me looking at pornography mm. and I've confessed it to her and she decided to step up and really kind of be a priestess to me and fight on my behalf for that. And, and so it was kind of during all of that, there were so many things that kind of came together that it, it literally refocused our marriage. It changed our marriage. The kingdom really? did. Wow. Wow. I don't want to rob you of any other stories along the way, but this, what this brought to mind, because again, you guys need to understand, I, I, this is Drew's podcast, but I think that there's some things we need to talk about from a kingdom standpoint. Um, I remember being in a really, really dark place, sitting in a cafe with Drew, what really stuck out to me and what was coming to me at the point that you were telling that story is like, you know, a seed has to go into the ground to die where it's really dark and lonely and you have to choose to die in order to grow. And I remember, I don't know that I verbally, I may have, um, it made me really angry that you even said that, um, you know, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because that's what you were, that's what you were experiencing, right? I mean, that was your season yeah, of being planted into the ground so that God could turn you into a new creation. So the, so the Lord actually kind of developed this out as I, as I dove into scripture. Now this whole kingdom revelation thing changed how I, I even read scripture. Mm. So in my discovery of this and, and kind of digging into some of these things and some of the things I was experiencing, the Lord showed me that, that um, Jesus used used very intentionally, he used these agricultural um, farming metaphors and analogies like a lot. You know, he, the sower and the seed is a, is a parable that he tells. Um, and, and, he, and he uses that kind of, a, 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 of analogy for parables a lot. And, and he talks about watering the word and he talks about, and there's all kinds of references to, to farming. And and what I, what I began to see through the different references is that there's actually, he's, he, he's building this process that is the process of the kingdom. It, the kingdom moves forward. If you can think in terms of what, what is the locomotion of the kingdom as it moves forward, what causes it to move forward? It's this idea that whenever a heart is given over to him, and it could be in any in any context, it could be you just in prayer, all of a sudden realize, Lord, I, I really want to give my life to you. I want to know what it, what it really means to surrender to you or whatever prayer you pray or whatever happens inside you that you're, that you're wanting to give yourself over to his purposes. At that moment, he always plants a seed. Mm. He said, okay. And his answer is okay. And the seed goes, but, but whenever a seed is planted, the seed has to go through the process of the seed, right? So, Whenever a seed is planted in the ground, first of all, it has to go in, into a hole in the ground. It's covered over. The seed is no longer out in the open air. Mm. The seed is in a deep, dark hole covered over, and, and then water's poured on it. So it's muddy and sticky and, and drowning, and you can't breathe, and you can't see. And so all of this stuff starts happening and, and, and in order for, guess what, the seed to die. Mm. The first job of the seed is to die. 
for the seed itself and to crack open so that something absolutely brand new begins to come forth. And, and there, there's this, there's this powerful understanding in that process. So if, if the seed finishes its work, by the way, so the seed dies, a new plant actually emerges from it. It breaks the ground, right? Comes up into the sun. And so there's a plant that comes up into the open air that can breathe, <laughs> can take in sunlight and, and it, it, it bears fruit. Yeah. And then when it bears fruit, now we can come and, and, and harvest it. So there's a harvest that comes after it bears fruit. And then, and then we, we have to decide, we have to know what to do with that harvest once, once the harvest is taken in. So there's an apportioning step of that, but then, but then guess what? It starts again mm. to do that. But here's, here's what's powerful. And I, this is what I was communicating to you is that, that in every, in every planting of the seed, in every forward movement of the kingdom, there is a decision because, because we're alive people, we don't have to stay in the ground. Mm. <laughs> the Lord right. plants us, but at any moment before, before the fruit is born, we can say, I don't know what's going on here, but this can't be God. And this is not good. And I'm drowning and this is sticky and this is yucky. And I've had enough of this. And we can crawl out of that hole yeah. and go, Whoa, look, there's sunshine. Whew, I don't know what was happening there. But that was horrible. I mean, I don't know what, I mean, I, God, I gave my life to you. And then that happened. I don't know if that was you, if that was, that's enough of that. And so we can crawl out of that hole and stop the process. Mm. And, and here's a question. How many believers, Eric, spend their lives responding to God, receiving the seed, and then, and then panicking yeah. and crawling out of the hole and never letting the process finish so fruit can be born in their life? Well, but that's, so that's the whole reason I came up with the concept of redefining success, because as the world would have it, success means you crawl out of the hole. From a kingdom perspective, you stay in the hole, you die to self right. and let the process play itself out so that God can create a new creation in you. How crazy is that from an outside world standpoint? Yeah. That's success. It, it, it doesn't make any sense unless you have a, a sight yeah. that goes past just what you're experiencing. Absolutely. It, it, requ it requires a kingdom understanding, a kingdom revelation to know that Whatever's going on, I have, I have no, when I was going through that year of surviving by miracles, mm. I had no idea why. I didn't mm. know what lesson God was trying to teach me. I didn't, and none of it made sense in terms of a Christian witness, right? None of it made any sense. Uh, but there was something in me that just knew I had to let him finish whatever he was doing. Mm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't try to escape it. I couldn't say I quit and get out because I knew I had made a commitment to him. And I, and as soon as I made that commitment, something started that I had no clue what, what this was about, but I knew I had to let it finish. And that's a, you know, that's one of those, that's one of those kingdom moments, right? That's one of those moments when you, you you're choosing to be in this place with God and let him make of me dot, dot, dot. Mm. Mm. 
I think one of the things, Drew, that you're so gifted in, um, and I'd love for you to share a little bit more. I mean, we were talking about you being a kingdom coaching consultant, and that's part of what you do for me and you do for my team. I mean, you coach several of my team members. You've had some coaching sessions, yes. small ones with my wife. I mean, we just invited you into a to a lot of different places. For people who are kind of on the edge of beginning to kind of understand this, what what are the greatest revelations or kind of what's the process of kind of inviting people into this side of the journey? What does that look like? Well, I guess I would start by saying that the need for it, the reason, the reason there's a need for me is, be, is because there, there are people that, that believe that there's something, but they're so caught in a traditional way of thinking, or mm. they're, they're so oriented from, from the, a traditional church standpoint yep. that they're kind, of, they're kind of blocked in, they're locked in to really understand what does it mean for the kingdom to come in the marketplace, in, 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 a, in a business setting. And, and maybe the easiest example or easiest uh, comparison to make is, is that most businessmen who are believers or who have some kind of good heart to want to want to do good in the world, they believe that they're in business so that they can so that they can make money to give to something spiritual mm. or to give to something good. Right. Uh, you know, whether it's whether it's poverty, which is, I know that's a thing on your heart yep, absolutely. Uh, or, or whatever. So they see what they do in the business world as a mechanism to create wealth in order to. It, but when you begin to see the kingdom, you begin to see that, that God wants to, wants to come and actually permeate all people and the structures that they build to create environments for the kingdom of God to manifest. When you begin to get a, a it, it changes your perspective so that that now all of a sudden I'm thinking it's not just about me doing things so that I can make money and do something good with that money, which th there's nothing wrong with that per se, right, right, but it's right. anemic from a kingdom perspective. Yep. Because the opportunity is to actually use your business organization to create an environment that manifests the presence of God. Mm. So that everything you do in your business, the processes of your business, that every department in your business uh, is an opportunity to, to be, an, be an atmosphere of God's presence. And, and so whether people are believers or not, if they're in that environment, they're experiencing something amazing. They're, they're given opportunity to flourish mm. because the kingdom is present there. That's a whole different proposition, Eric. That's, and, and people need, and so a lot of times what the business owner needs is the ability to make the mentality shift, the paradigm shift mm. that's necessary to start thinking about things from a very different vantage point. And, and I would say even a, <laughs> a height vantage point. In other words, we're getting a new altitude to be able to see from a very different perspective. That's so rich. <clears throat> That's so rich. Um, it really is kind of, I, I was thinking while you were saying that a good friend of ours, both of ours, Rick Beatonbow, I love the comment that he made that people don't have to go to church, but they do have to go to work. And I would like to kind of contrast even both of those because from what you're saying, let's say you've got, you've got the common church, kind of the average church that's out there right now. And then even you've got a Christian business owner running a business. I think that the, the hardest thing right now 
and the greatest opportunity to really begin to understand this and understand what you're doing is both of them seem to be missing the kingdom in many instances. Yeah. In, in, in many instances, that's right. And, it, and it's not for want of trying sometimes oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just because the way things have been built makes it very difficult to move past uh, old, old barriers. And, and so um, perhaps, I mean, this gets, this conversation gets really big about, <laughs> about this time. Right. But, but to really keep this condensed um, you know, the, if we begin to relook at Jesus own definition of church, his own definition of what the ecclesia is and what it's for, what its purpose is. <clears throat> and we begin to back away from all the traditional ways that we talk about doing church or being church or going to church or, or whatever we think with that. We, we begin to come up with a diff, something that's, that's very unique in, in this sense is that you were talking about hours spent at church versus hours spent at work. Yeah. So if I'm a business owner and I see myself as the, as God's church, as God's ecclesia in operation in the world, then, then I, I'm, I'm starting to think if I have people that are with me for 40 hours plus a week, if I look at the opportunity to pastor them, to care for them, to, to open doors for them, to, to bring revelation to them. Uh, how would that change how I do business? If that, if that began to be my focus in my heart, right. um, the pastor of my church has, has us for a couple hours a week. I've got these people for 40 plus hours a week. So if I'm, if I can use that to God's glory, if I can use that to help further God's kingdom in the world, how might I do that? Mm. And that's, I mean, that, like I said, that, cha that, that changes the proposition quite significantly, it right? It does. When the ecclesia is in your, in your office and in your purview every single day of the week, it's just a, that's a completely. Yeah. And, and to be clear, none of the, what we're talking about is trying to disqualify one, one no. viewpoint of church or business or anything and, and try to qualify another. It, it's simply to it's simply to back up far enough to be able to get the ancient understandings and how that can bring a completely new perspective today. Mm. Mm. I think one of the big shifts that happened for me, Drew, happened when we started looking at Matthew six thirty three together. Um, I, I, we we've got about twenty five minutes here. This is such a rich podcast. And I don't know that 25 minutes is enough time to spend on Matthew 6.33, but it at least <laughs> might let us scratch the surface. I would love um, for you to unpack that a little bit for the audience, because this, you and talk about upside down, backwards kingdom, redefined success and everything else. It's all in one little piece of scripture right there. That's right. That's exactly right. The, the, the essence of the new covenant is, is this, oh, by the way, this verse is, Seek yeah. first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, right? And, and all these things are referring back to, he's just talking about how we shouldn't worry about our life and what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, how you're going to make a living. <laughs> don't, he said the world worries about those things. Yeah. We don't. So that, and that's an interesting thing right there. And then in that setup, he says, but you, you seek first the kingdom of 
heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, so that's, that's the essence of the new covenant. That's the essence of, of the kingdom of God. That's the essence of, uh, the, of kingdom economy. It's the essence. It, it, it is the core definitional strain for every understanding of how heaven and earth interact with each other. Mm. So, so just, just to, just to try to grab a nugget. So you can take that, that same phrase and, and you can reword it a lot of different ways to understand how, how it fits in almost every context. I, might, I could say, um, okay, business owner, prioritize what's important to God above everything else. And, and you will find that your metrics show that every area of growth and alignment and profit is unexplainable. <laughs> right. Because, because you didn't prioritize those things, you prioritized his things. Mm. And, and so there's this, there's this very unique promise. You know, the, the Lord's, the, the new covenant is that I'm going to come and I'm going to make a new covenant with my people, says the Lord. I'm going to come in and I'm going to write my laws on their hearts and put it in, I'm going to put it in their minds. Now will be their God and they will be my pe- people. And, and they won't even need to be taught like we had to teach in the Old Testament all the rules and everything, because they're already going to know me. Mm. I mean, that's the essence of the new covenant. Well, well the king, the, the, that, that scripture is if, if we, if we seek him, then, then all of the things that the world worries about and makes effort toward actually gets, we get that as bonus. Mm. All those things are, are bonus to us because we're, we're making our life about what's important to him. When you build a business and you build a business in order to accomplish what God wants and and his purposes, then all the things that a business needs in order to operate will, will come into play because you're prioritizing his stuff first. That is such a wild radical promise to even believe that's like, that's too good to be true. can't really work like that. No, but, but this is it for, for a kingdom businessman, he shifts his ownership from, from this is my business to this is his business. Yep. Same thing you had to go through, right? Yep. And, and when, we, when we start stewarding what God has placed in our hands rather than taking ownership of it, and, and then we allow him to set the priorities of what is this business for, we may, we may be consulting people or we may be building homes or we may be making widgets, but we're going to use that, that production functioning to manifest the kingdom of God, mm. to bring transformation on the earth, to seek first what he wants. We're going to cause people's lives to change and them, and their op- and them to flourish and to find purpose in their lives beyond, beyond what they could imagine. We're going we're gonna to find ways of, of accomplishing things in our community, in our region, in our state, in our country, in our world that we couldn't have done except, except that we were doing this together. Mm. And, and so there's this promise that you have to be willing to dive off that cliff on that promise in order for any of the rest of it to come together. But everything is contained right there. If you will prioritize, seek first the kingdom of God and all that is contained in its priorities, then everything else that, that the world has to work in order to in order to accomplish will actually 
you'll be a magnet for those things. Well, here's something that's coming to me as you say this, right? So, um, and not only have I seen this happen in my business, I've seen this happen in my life. It's like, what, what does God prioritize, right? God prioritizes healthy marriages. God prioritizes time with him. God prioritizes a healthy body. He prioritizes healthy relationships with our kids, but he also prioritizes all of that for our employees as well. And I take this from the standpoint of if you look around right now, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of angst among your kids, my sons, if you're going out in the workforce right now of like something's not right. Something just, you know, something feels off. I've in, in the past, I've worded it. There's a lot of people out there who are emphasizing profit over people as opposed to like a kingdom perspective puts profit and people in alignment. The reason that this gets to be more important right now is because even the world is sensing that we're not following kingdom principles, but that becomes the opportunity because for the business owners that truly understand the kingdom, for the business owners who truly understand the blessing of bringing kingdom into a business, they not only have a chance to flourish because that's what God's kingdom says, but it redeems communities, it redeems employees, it redeems other people and the environment around them because like, what are you guys doing since so different over there? And I, I don't know if in my, it, you know, maybe it has been different, but it just feels like it's never, the, the gap has never been as wide as it is right now. In yeah. My and, and, and what part of that is, is because, is because that people feel that need and they're trying to, they're, they feel the need and they try to fill the need um, without realizing that the kingdom is the answer to it. Yeah. Uh, imagine what could be accomplished in social justice if the kingdom right. were applied. Amen. Yep. Yeah. That's just one for instance. Uh, what would, what would happen to racism if, if we, if we manifested the kingdom of God in the in that realm of race relations and uh, what, and just go on po poverty, poverty. Yep. You know uh, the, it, all, all of the biggies that are out there, the kingdom of God, actually the kingdom of God is the ultimate answer for man's ultimate need. Mm. Uh, Stanley Earl Jones said that um, in his, in his book. Uh, I hope I say this correctly, but the, the um, unshakable kingdom, the unchangeable person is the name of that book. That's a great it's about book. the kingdom of God. That is a great book. Yeah. Drew, what has maybe been, um, what's been the, I mean, you've been living this for a long time, but tell us a little bit about maybe what's the biggest thing you've learned lately about the kingdom? Like what's the freshest and newest thing? Because God is like, I mean, I, I like to say that God sometimes is like an onion. You, you think you've got it all done and there's another layer, but what's he been kind of teaching and showing you lately about the kingdom? Well, it's actually, uh, and I would even preface what I'm getting ready to say by, by saying the freshest things are always connecting into the most ancient things mm -hmm. in terms of what God has, has truly been saying that we've just been not paying attention to because right. of whatever, right? So, so the thing that he's been really speaking a lot, and, and I feel like is, in, is even a level of revelation, is something that I sort of know, but I just haven't been paying attention to it like, God has been speaking it. Okay. And that is, and that is the reality that, that everything productive in our lives, in the world comes out of the depth of relationship with God. Mm. But there you, you, we spend there, there are pastors that give their life to ministry 
but they but they can't produce because they're not nurturing their relationship with God on a personal level. There, there, there are people that they, they study the Bible in order to get the next thing to tell somebody else rather than seeking the face of God for what needs to be transformed in my own life. Mm. And, and so, or, or we, we read the Bible because we know we're supposed to as Christians rather than, rather than taking opportunities to seek the voice and face of God and how that needs to change me and, and reorient me. Mm. And it's, it's in that space of, of cultivating the presence of God, Eric, that, that the power to transform the world comes from. Mm. And, and, and even just be productive. We can't, what we need in this world is life with a big L, the supernaturally empowered life that moves us into eternity right? That, that, that changes everything here and moves us into eternity. But we have no capacity to produce big L life. We have no capacity. It only comes as we are conduits of the Lord of eternity. Mm. The king, when the king produces something in and through us, it, it then big L life is produced. Yes. And, and I'm, I guess I'm realizing more than ever that, that we, can't, we can't veer from that. We have, to, we have to constantly be seeking to go deeper into that. The, the next levels of operation and need and authority and transformation in our world requires us to pursue his face at a deeper level, to behold his beauty, hmm. to minister unto him, to find ways of, of, of what that even means for us. And I, and I have become very aware. I spend break time regularly with the Lord, but I'm becoming very aware of how shallow it is compared to what it needs to be, mm-hmm. where, 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 what he's inviting me into. Let me say it that way. So what's and, your and, pattern or what are your ha- habits or what are you, what's your, at least for right now, what, it, what works for you regarding kind of staying connected, especially if someone's like, man, I want more of that. Tell us a little bit kind of about your routine. Well, I, I, I guess I have to say with that, that, that first of all, and, and this is what I tell each one of your leadership team, because we talk about their personal time with the Lord in, in, that, in, that, in the scope of that. And one of the things that we have to do is we have to, we have to become violent about a space in our calendar mm. in, in terms of chunking it out and, and keeping it and not allowing other things to violate that. Uh, and for me, it's in the morning. I get up at a certain time so that I can have time with the Lord. And, and some of that includes my wife because she's she kind of has the same pattern. And so we may not start and stop at the same time, but there'll be time when we're both in our special chairs that are dedicated to this. Uh, and so we, sometimes we, are even, we even take communion together. Mm. It, you know, as, as at whatever level in our personal time that we're in. And if we get a revelation, we'll share it with each other. But what I do is I, I spend time. Sometimes I just worship first. Sometimes I'll read scripture first. Um, there are books that I'm going through uh, that kind of to spur thoughts, but always I'll spend some time in scripture. Um, and I, I have, I have what I call a devotional reading life, which which is just reading through passages and seeing what the Lord might show me. Mm. And then I have a study life in which, which I feel like he's wanting me to go deeper into something. And so I'll do a more 
a more uh, disciplined Bible study on a, on a theme topic or, or particular passage. One of the things that the Lord has had me on for several months, and because of, a lot of it because of this COVID season uh, and the things that have been happening is he's had me really meditate on James chapter three, verses 18 or so following, but the wisdom that comes from above. Mm. And he actually lists it out that it's first pure and then it's peaceable and then it's reasonable and it's gentle. And, and he, he goes through several characteristics of that. No, he's just really been having me spend time studying that and going a little bit deeper um, with that. So, and then of course there's the communication, there's the talking with God and trying to listen to him. And I try to journal, I don't journal every day, but I try to journal regularly what I feel like I'm hearing. Mm. When you, this is something I, I'm going to confess. I don't know that I realized before, but I just, I just came back. I'm back from vacation for, been off for vacation for about a week. Um, and I've had a really, really, you and I've talked about this. I've had a really, really strong habit of being in God's word early in the morning and kind of building a rhythm that works for me. And something was interesting that um, I'm sure you've experienced before, but you don't realize it till it's gone is like, um, you know, I, I found just such a sweet time, but I went into the vacation season and I'm like, oh, it's vacation. It's no big deal if I get around to it, da, 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 you know? And so I went like four days. It wasn't even that long, four days of not following my rhythm of being in God's word. And the next thing I know, I'm wrestling with doubt and with worry and with things that like, I've like, what is going on? And I'm feeling this attack, but I don't recognize it for what it is until this morning when I got up and I got right back into my rhythm and it was like, it was, God is like, Oh, there you are. And then all of the noise started dripping away and all the distractions started dripping away. And it was like, wow. I mean, sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking, well, this is a season that God will understand and I don't need him. And what I just heard you say is like, we need him every minute. We need him every hour. Like the old hymn says, I mean, it's, um, you know, yeah. Anyway, I think you get what I'm saying, but that's yeah. just powerful. Yeah. Having well, I, I've uh, my friend uh, Charlie Coker. He he um, he makes it. He recently made a statement uh, that I thought encapsulates this. Re, re, captures this really well, and he, and he said we spend so much time talking about putting on the armor of God. He said, but we need to really focus on the fact that once you put it on, don't ever take it off. <laughs> It's supposed to be worn 24 hours a day. That's so good. It's not something you, the armor of God isn't something you, you put on and then take off and then put back on and take it back off again. Mm. Mm. Drew, I'm going to ask you a few just different kind of scattering questions here in three generations. What do you hope your great grandchildren remember about you? I hope that my, my great grandchildren can say that that they received revelation of God and his kingdom because of something in the life of their great granddad. Mm -hmm. That they understand God and how to live that out in the world because of, of something about my life and, or my teaching. Mm. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience that I didn't get a chance that we didn't get a chance to really talk about today that won't take an hour? Well, I mean, I would like, I would like to, 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 have you recommend my book there because oh, that, I am going to absolutely that deals with that that deals with a lot of what we're talking about 
And I, I do want to say that that, that book is specifically uh, geared toward it's, it's targeted toward Christians uh, and Christian leaders, whether that's in business or church or any other environment and the, and the struggle between the, the, the church mentality and kingdom mentality and, and how that plays out. So, yeah. So it's Drew's book influence. Um, it's the kingdom of God series, part five, but this particular book, especially if you're a person is like, I've heard a little bit about this kingdom thing, but I don't know if I've ever understood this kingdom thing. This book is so good on giving you and an kind of walking you into exactly what that means and then helping you begin to understand its application and not only what it means, but this is kind of a matrix or a, um, maybe you could say it's a matrix issue that once you kind of figure it out, you, you'll never be the same again. It's also a little yeah. bit of an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. You fall down the rabbit blue, hole. Blue pill, red pill. That's right. It, it is. It will change your perspective and change your life forever. Drew, if people want to get a copy of the book Influence, where do they get that? Well, they, if, if they respond to this, to this podcast, you know, and we'll send it. I'll actually the the first the first ten that respond back to you on this podcast. Okay, and and send an address. I will send them the book for free. Awesome. But if they but if they'll go to the the prepareinternational.org website, there's a bookstore on there, and you can okay. order it there. Okay. Awesome. What about if somebody's listening and they're like, "Man, I want to talk to this guy because I need a kingdom coaching consultant in my business, or I need to at least." get some more wisdom about what you're doing. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you or follow you or. Well, I would right now I would recommend that uh, to, to actually, you can get a hold of me. I, uh, you can get a hold of me through prepare international. That's one way. Uh, or just you can take down my email right now, which is drew at prepared international.org. And, uh, and we can start a conversation about that. I can give you more information and see if that's something that you need. I don't have a, I don't have a specific consulting website right now uh, because it gets confusing because I, I still am the, the, uh, a senior leader with prepare international, yeah. but I do specific uh, kingdom co coaching and consulting. Uh, so I, I am available for that. So if you want to start a conversation about that, I only take a, a few uh, new clients at a time. So um like I said, email me and then we'll start a conversation and see if that's a fit. Well, the, here, there's a couple of things that I would say. One is if this is something that even resonates with you a little bit, have a conversation with Drew because the investment that I've made in our business, not only for me, but for my leadership team and for my employees has been so tremendous because it not only it helps unlock my kingdom thinking, but imagine helping others around the business also have that same kingdom mindset and that same kingdom thinking about the way that they're approaching. I mean, it it, it just multiplies. You've got when you've got everyone inside the business operating from the kingdom. But the other thing I'd tell you is, let's say, let's just imagine for a minute, Drew's not the right fit, or this isn't the right season. The other thing that Drew knows through prepare, they've got training materials. He knows other organizations that are out there that That's maybe right. could, could help you. They've helped launch other organizations that are doing training and teaching and and things like that. So it's it's not just a conversation about maybe you coaching with Drew, but it's a conversation about what are the access points, or maybe he could point you to some books or some things like that. But again, it is that's a great red yes. pill blue pill issue, um, but pretty exciting once you begin to understand it. So Drew, thank you, thank you so much for being here. It's been a real blessing and an, just exciting to to get to share your story. I hope we get a chance to do it again. Well, it's it's always it's always a 
a blessing to have a conversation with you, Eric. And it's just fun to have invite people in to listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with us. We'll be back again next week. God bless you. Have a great day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.